0: Good morning, welcome to 12 Hour Broker Podcast. Ryan Wiley here. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Um, so here's what I want to chat about today. We make all these crazy assumptions in our business. And to the detriment of our business a lot of times. I'm gonna walk you through some examples here. Um, and how shifting like a little thing here or there can have such a huge ripple effect, save you time, make you more money. So This weekend, we went up to the cottage, um, took the kids up, got a four and a six-year-old boys, um, took them up, they got to go boating, we did, you know, they caught some frogs and tried to catch fish, you know, not big fish, just small little fish. Um, They got to do, there was a tree house, there's like a secret house they played in, there was um, two other kids that they got to play with for the longest time ever. They haven't been playing with kids. And so they got to do all these things. And we asked them yesterday when we got home before bed, hey, what was like, what was your favorite thing about, you know, those two days we spent at the cottage? And they got to go swimming and boating. And like we did all these things jam packed within two days and toast marshmallows and s'mores and all that stuff. And I know what I would have thought they would have said and what I would have said myself. But both their answers in separate rooms, we asked them. They had the exact same answer, was they got to stay up late and eat things they don't normally get to eat. Like a lot of snacks and stuff, and just, there was really no schedule. It was kind of like, come and go as you please, because their day is pretty regimented. When they're at school, it's regimented. and they're at home, it's regimented, like, within reason. Like, everyone's on schedules ish So that was like, wow, me and my wife just sat back and we're like, huh, interesting. So we assumed... That all that stuff they wanted wasn't the case. They liked the fact they got to stay up later and have no schedules and eat what they wanted. So we're like, wow. Not that we're not going to go to college again, because we will. But it's like, man, we can recreate some of that at home. And if that's what their memory was, I know other they're going to think of the other stuff as well. But they both said that without hesitating. And so I'm like, so there going, wow. I started thinking about my business and how that's the case in my own business. And, you know, there's certain things where, you know, we, we show people how to buy their first investment property. And I assumed, you know, deep down, everyone knows buying real estate makes sense. But I was like, why haven't people bought? Like, seriously, why haven't they bought another property? And it's while they're, my thought was they're risk-based, like fear-based around risk. I don't want to lose their money and the market could crash. And so I asked my My client list, my database five years ago, give or take, maybe even six, five or six. Why haven't you bought? And the answers I got back were nothing like what I would have thought. It was, don't know if we can, don't know where to start, don't want to be a landlord. um, Sounds too complicated. And I was like, wow, interesting. That's not what I thought. I thought it was, we're worried about the market crashing. It wasn't the case. So I built a presentation handling all those objections. And that's my one property away presentation. So I say to you, the reason I'm telling you this is I want you to look into your business. Like there are certain things that you're just doing. And I do this in our business too, where I think this is the way it should be done. And, you know, when was the last time you sat down with your underwriter or had a 15, 20 minute call or took them over for launch or whatever? Like, you know, you send your business to two, three, four. Uh, underwriters. I used to meet my underwriters. I would meet them and I would, I would even ask to go, Hey, can I sit? This was like back in the day, I would be like, I want to come to your office if that's allowed, wherever you work. And I want to see a deal come in. It could be my deal. I'll send you a deal and then don't operate on until I get there. I want to see what you're seeing on your end. Because we submit things through certain software and we put notes here and there and we package it up. I want to see what you're seeing because there could be a disconnect here. There could be ways that I could be helping you package this up. Uh, And then I want to learn the flow and kind of best practices that I should do. So I used to do this with my underwriters. Even up to like two years ago, a year and a bit ago, sat down and had an underwriter over at my house and said, bring your computer. And bring your computer and we're going to have lunch. I'm going to cook you lunch and bring your computer and I'm going to walk through. So now we're going down a different rabbit hole here, but you're establishing this awesome relationship. But I, I genuinely wanted to see what that underwriter saw. And what I saw was, Oh my God, (laughs) it's not anything like I thought. And I'm like, so the fact that I'm doing this, this, and this, you're telling me that doesn't matter on your own. You need to see this, this, this. And they're like, yeah. And when you send documents and do it this way and we're not going to send instructions till you do this. And we're, and I'm like, oh, wow. So we started to build this list of the lenders we work with and how they like to operate, that underwriter likes to operate. So then we know how to tailor it. So automatically our stuff goes to the top of the t- top of the pile, right? Top of the pile, um, gets done quicker. Um, and there's an appreciation. They're like, you actually took the time to understand this. And so I did this. I used to sit in an office with underwriter for an hour and then go for lunch and watch them work on my file. Okay? So we I was assuming initially like hey, this is how the and it wasn't the case. They had to bumble and they've got all these different brokers sending a business with all these different ways of operating and they have to sort through all the shit and you know, push it all out to look the same. So that was eye-opening for me years ago and I suggest you sort of look within your relationships for that, even your client, the journey that your clients on. So when was the last time you, you know, we have these things, you know, applications, Oh, digital, everyone wants digital application. I'm telling you, we asked a hundred people. We can, okay, it's time for a pre-approval now. I agree we're a fit. We're going to run you through. It's either going to be a phone call, 15 minute phone call. We get all your questions answered, take all the information, or we'll send you a, a, a link for a, an online application. You can fill it out in five to eight minutes. It takes less time, supposedly. And which it doesn't, I promise you, it doesn't, um, with the back and forth on questions, but they don't know that. Or we can do a phone call. 95% 95 of them chose the phone call. So you're telling yourself that it's a digital world. You need to go that way. And you know, that's just the way everyone wants to communicate. It's not the case. That is not the case. We test a hundred people. That's a hundred of our avatar clients. Maybe your clients are different, but I would be asking them. Which one do you, would you rather prefer instead of jamming everyone into your process? Cause it might not fit even along the way, the client journey along the way with collecting documents, communication points, um, walking them through stuff, uh, meeting are in person. They want to do zoom call. Like I would be talking to your clients after they close and just kind of have like a five, six, seven questionnaire, not online, get them on the phone and go, Hey, What did you like? What did you not like? What can we work on? What was awesome? Um, Because you doing that audit, that audit of your client journey, as painful as it might be, because you might feel like, hey, I've got this well-oiled machine that works awesome and I love it and I love it, but you're not the client. You're not, they're looking at from completely different lenses than you are. So I highly suggest you do that. And because you're going to learn things about your process that you might think are the coolest things you got going. And it's not resonating with anybody. We have these realtors. Coffee break. One sec, sorry. I guess I could just pause the podcast and then pick it back up. But nah, I'm not. So we have realtors. We had a bunch of realtors to deal with. And our as a value add to them, anytime there was Bank of Canada announcements, anytime there was something going on in the market, we would write an email. And we would write the email as if it's coming from them. It's coming from the realtor, right? So we go, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Realtor, here you go. Here's a template. You can send this out to your database. It's been worded as if it's coming from you. We're not mentioned in it. It's kind of like, here you go. And we'd send it out to everybody. Well, I asked our top five referral partners, hey, those emails, like, because I, I assumed, I was making assumptions, they wanted content, they wanted to send it out. And I asked them, like, how much did you, like, honestly, I said, it takes us a bunch of time to do those it doesn't, but I wanted them to think about this. It takes us a bunch of time to do it. Are you using it religiously? Like, are you using it, is it impacting your business? And they're all, not every one of them, because we're on a, a very close relationship, said no. No, we're not using it. It's like, cool, thank you for it. But no, not using it. Maybe we draw something out of it a little here and there and maybe use that, but no, not doing it. So I don't know if it's because they're lazy. They don't like the way we wrote it. Um, they just don't think it's a value add, but either way we would spend time writing the email. Then we would spend time sending it out to each of them and going, here you go, but there's no impact. And so unless you ask, you don't know, you really don't know. So you've got things internally with your team that you could be doing this. It's like you assume, especially if you're at the top, you want things done this way, this way, this way. You know, I assume my kids liked the swimming, the boating, the marshmallows, the playing with other kids, the (laughs) treehouse. I assumed that was the best part of going to the cottage for two days inside a pandemic. That was not the case. It was staying up late. It was eating snacks (laughs) that they normally don't eat. I'm like, I could do that at home. We could actually create that at home and like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, So look within your team, like is your team, is there stuff communication with your team, with your underwriter, fulfillment, person, assistant, uh, other agents under you, partners you have, you know, sit back and just like what, you don't have to get into these long surveys, but there's certain things you do in your process, your client journey process, that process, your referral partners. We ask all the time, we go, Hey, how do you like the introduction to be made to your clients? Like, what's that process look like for you? Um, like this, I go, okay, well, we, for us, we find most effective is if you make an intro, an email introduction. And then the reason we say that is because if you just tell your client to call us, a lot of times they won't. And if you make an email introduction, you get to say some nice things about us. And then we get to respond back within one hour that shows we're on the ball. And then in our email signature, we've got, um, links to our reviews it says like real real people, real reviews, and they get to go see, you know, we have over 100 hundred five star reviews on Facebook and Google. So they get to go see that. So they get social proof. So they instantly and we get back to them with a link to our calendar. So instantly it shows we are on the ball, quick to respond, communications top notch, we're efficient because we have software linked to our calendar, there's no back and forth, and they get social proof. So when I explain that to the realtor, They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then we do the follow up, right? So it's going to increase their closing percentage. So that just that scenario there is a podcast itself. But this was something I asked all the realtors because I'm, but I didn't just come up with that. There's certain things I've learned in dealing with other realtors and their process that we've just adapted. Um, And then we have like a hey, you don't have to type out an email every time, just type like say something about two sentences. And then just use that as a template every introduction you make, okay? And if you want to put some notes in there, then so be it. Now, we've made it super easy, and they know they can hand it to us, and it works. But we wouldn't have known that unless we were asking. If we were just kind of sitting back going, hey, just let us know when there's someone we can work with. It's like, no, I want to know what are you doing, what what do you prefer? And then I, I have the opportunity to show what we do. And do you like this process? It works really well. Is there a tweak you want to make? You know, so... That just lets people know you're listening, lets them know you care, and really good things come out of it because none of us have this figured out. None of us do. It's always a work in progress. Always. The top, top, top producers that are just crushing mortgages and loans, they'll tell you like they're changing where they started with and where they are today. Like their process, it evolves and it evolves like daily or weekly um, because it has to. It's like a living organism, it just has to keep getting better. It needs air, it needs to breathe. So never make assumptions. You might assume that your stuff is awesome. Your process is awesome. You might assume the content you're putting out on social media is awesome. Man, I would go talk to some people on social media that you know are looking and liking and loving or not engaging with it and be like, hey, I'm putting this out. I just want to pick your brain. Would this resonate with you? Why can you just be honest with me right now? Like, I'm trying to better my business and, and you know feed my family. And so I got to figure this out. But you can look at this in all avenues of your business. You've got your team. You've got your referral partners. You've got your clients. You've got your lenders and underwriters. And we're all making assumptions as far as that our stuff's good and their stuff isn't as good maybe. And that we're doing it the right way and that we've got it figured out. Don't make assumptions. Okay. Stay up late and eating snacks wins. Who knew? Who knew? Okay. That's it, kids. Um, Five texts a day. I promise you that will, that just that alone will change your business. Doesn't cost you anything. Fifteen minutes a day, doesn't cost you a dollar. Okay, you don't need to go buy leads. Five texts a day. Okay, um, go crush it. Peace out.